Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thurters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Jen. And today we're going to be talking about our 2022 New Year's resolutions. That's so weird to say, 2022. Yeah, I have to say it nice and slow, too. <laughs> it's so strange. Uh, so some of these resolutions will obviously be reseller-based, but we also want to share with you some of our personal goals and uh, all of the things we have going on this year. Yes, we can't wait to see you at the table. So hello, everyone. Welcome. Hi. Welcome to 2022. So our first episode was with Mogi because we wanted to like kick off the mm-hmm. Villa season three with a bang, right? Like we wanted Mogi so. to be on, which yes. was so She was fun. amazing. Amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, that episode got pushed out a few times, but that's okay. It was even <laughs> done. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a little hectic. Yeah. Yes. The last, last month and a half has been a little crazy for Jen and I, um, mm-hmm. but we're here. We're going to talk about our 2022 resolutions, where we were in 2021, where we're going in 2022, just kind of just chatting about that and where we yeah. see ourselves. <clears throat> I'm sorry, going. I might cough in this episode. I apologize. <laughs> um, where we kind of see ourselves going and yeah. if we're going to take a break and what those breaks might look like and just life, because I feel yeah. like this is more than just new year, new you. Like that's. Yeah, I, I don't I think that that's that really what I don't think anybody's really thinking that, to be honest with you. <laughs> like after the last three years, yeah. I don't need a new me. I don't need a new me. I'm good with who I am. <laughs> right? I'm all set. This I is figured it out. Things. It's all good. Like tweak. <laughs> yeah. yeah. New new year, maybe a possible tweak or two. Yeah. <laughs> a fresh that's start on some things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's definitely... Um, you know, kind of starting with that, I would have to say the tone this year has been incredibly different. Um, you yeah. know, with New Year's in general, um, a lot of people were not out celebrating. And so it just had a real different feel going into this year. I think that last year we felt incredibly hopeful, which I hate saying, you know, because I think we thought, okay, we new were, year, we were, we're going to start, um, you know, this, we're going to put all this pandemic stuff behind us. And we're just going to, charge and move forward and um now here we are you know two years later and uh I'm sorry if you guys hear with my voice but I actually came down with a really bad flu I I could not confirm whether or not it was COVID cannot confirm nor deny I cannot confirm or deny um but um you know I think a lot of people have been really struggling a lot lately and it all came down to the end of the year and uh, so obviously I don't want to be all doom and gloom. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's kind of our mood right now. So sorry. I'm, I'm going to be sorry. honest. But we've had um, a really tough few weeks. And that's just the reality of it. Yeah, it's been really tough. But I think that there is something to say always about that fresh calendar, right? Oh, yeah. That January, seeing January 1st and thinking this is the first day of the year. And how can I tweak, right? I think, I, I think we're going to like that word. Tweaking I think that's going to be our word. For yeah. Just tweaking things. We're not just changing. Tweaking we're things, tweaking. Not changing, you know, and how are we going to, you know, make these small adjustments and small pivots in our lives and in our business to um, change, you know, to, to go with the ever-changing landscape of what life is today. Yeah. I think it's important to note that right now things feel worse than 2020 and 2021. I feel like Mm -hmm. things feel worse because Mm -hmm. in 2020, we were just locked down and we just thought this would go away, right? 2021, things seem to get better. Yeah. 2022 has not started off the best, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And 2021 ended with a lot of people getting sick, Mm -hmm. ourselves included. 
right? In multiple ways, right? Not, you know, whether it be COVID mm-hmm. or whatever it is, just sickness overall. Yeah, no, I definitely got like some nasty flu or something. I mean, I was flying, I was traveling. So, you yeah. know, you, you do the best that you can, but like you said, everybody is just in close proximity to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people live in colder climate. So you're, you're, for lack of a better word, trapped indoors. <laughs> right. Which has now brought up the conversation in the reseller world of, yeah. Do I need to stockpile things again? Are we going to go into a mm-hmm. shutdown again? Like I've been seeing this pop mm-hmm. up everywhere and, and mm-hmm. you know, we can talk about this in our conversation today, but I feel like this is where the tweaking and mentality changes right. will kind of come into play because mm-hmm. right now things seem doom and gloom, but yeah, we don't know what it's going to look like in the next three to six months because <laughs> we could be fine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I think that there's a lot of things that we have to also consider that are out of our control, right? So even if we're like, okay, this year I'm going to go to the bins and I'm going to go, you know, to like 50 different locations, new locations or whatever, but maybe that's just not possible. Maybe there is a shutdown. Maybe there isn't. Maybe there's reduction in hours. Maybe your bins are not opened up yet. So it's a lot of having to tailor that. Like we talk about that changing landscape of mm-hmm. just society and how it's going. So um, let's just start. Like, I think the bit, the best place to always start is just within yourself, right? Control yeah. what you can control, change what you can change. Yeah. Um, try not to focus so much on the outside factors that are going on, because unfortunately, we still don't know where we're going to be, like Daniela said, in three to four months. We don't really know what it, anything's going to look like. So and we can't control it. So let's control no. things that we can control, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's and start I, off go ahead. with mm-hmm. our inventory. We can control our inventory, right? Here's something absolutely. that I think everyone can control in these weeks, months that you may be in quarantine or mm-hmm. your kids are remote learning, whatever it is. Now, if your kids are remote learning, yes, I understand it's difficult to spend as much time on your business, but that half hour, 60 minutes that you have that you can work on your business, maybe you work on your inventory. Maybe that, that means going through a tote and involving your kids and going through, if they're old enough, to go through your totes with you and you're doing the inventory process together. Okay, are all these items listed? <clears throat> How long has it been? in my inventory, what are the next steps Mm -hmm. with this inventory, you know, like get yourself organized Mm -hmm. for 2022. And that's where I'm at right now, because Mm -hmm. we moved in September and then it's like a Mm -hmm. whirlwind of things that go on, right. When you move. Of course. And the last half of the month, uh, last half of the year wasn't the best and that's fine, but now it's the new year and I have a system that I want to put in place. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I purchased smart labels. So I'm going to start doing that. And I purchased these plastic little things to put each piece of inventory in the smart label is going to go on it and okay so it's going to have a smart label and everything's going to be on an app and it's going to be easy for me to find I love it yeah mm-hmm. like really streamlined really efficient things that I wanted to do before that I just mm-hmm. didn't do because yeah. I didn't have the space and it didn't make sense for me to try to do it mm-hmm. in that space so that is my plan for inventory but as mm-hmm. I'm doing it I'm noticing mm-hmm. that things have fallen off Poshmark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and ebay so i'm having to list these things again so maybe you'll find yourself in the same situation and you don't have to go sourcing as much because <laughs> you have things that you need to list again mm-hmm. or relist mm-hmm. or you know whatever it is but i think as a reseller in general getting a handle on your inventory is the number one most important thing in your business inventory Absolutely. management yeah. Absolutely. hundred percent. I totally agree with you. I think that's, that's 
that's really good, Daniela. I think that's really nice to see like working with what you have, right? And trying to make it better too. Um, for myself, when it comes to my inventory. So right now I don't have a lot of reselling inventory. However, I do have two tote bins, two bins full of stuff. And what I've decided to do this year is, and I don't know if um, some of you out there might be in the same boat, but just like a lot of things have changed for me, right? I don't go out as much anymore. I don't um, go into an office anymore. So one thing that I'm doing is I'm really sourcing my own stuff, sourcing through my house. Um, so what I'm doing is I'm actually going through all of the inventory that I have currently up for reselling. And um, most of it, I'm actually, unless I think I can make good money off of it, I've decided that I'm going to start chucking things over to the thread up. You know, I just, I don't want to house it anymore. Kit. Get yourself I, something yeah, nice. I've, I've got myself a kit. Yep. And I'm going to do a partner, one of those partner paid kits that you can do. There's so many different brands that are out there. And I'm just going to start dumping old stuff that's not serving me anymore. That's going to head there. So basically going through my inventory, picking out pieces that I think that would work at Breda, whether or not it's stuff that I already have listed or I don't, that's all going there. I have a box of things that are being donated. Too. And I have another box of things that I'm going to be probably sending them going to H&M because H&M has a program where they take oh. back clothing, even if it's slightly damaged. Oh, um, I know that. And they, yeah, and they reuse, like they'll um, recycle it, you know, so I'll have to double check and make sure though, because this was a couple years ago, I remember that they had this program. Um, because sometimes, I don't know if you ever noticed, like sometimes, you know, you might have some things that are ripped or torn and I don't want to take those to Goodwill, you know, but I also don't want to just dump them. I have a really hard time dumping textile waste in the trash. I really do. Yeah. So um, if not, I might even just at least take the jeans over to Madewell, you know, and because you can actually donate any jeans, they don't have to be Madewell jeans to Madewell. um, And they create it, they create insulation for housing with it. So just kind of like getting that kind of organization with my own inventory is what I'm doing right now, because I've noticed I have a lot of like blouses and shirts and and high heel shoes that I love them but you know if I keep them in my closet any longer they're going to be dated you know and by the time I end up wearing them they'll be dated so that's what I'm doing right now with my inventory do you think this year you're going to build a small inventory for yourself for reselling eventually as the year goes on yeah I hope so um I I still love to source online I really have a fun time doing that uh, and I'm just hoping that maybe once like things kind of settle down a little bit and yeah. it's a little bit safer to go out, um, just the cases are down and everything else, then I can start going out maybe once a week, yeah. you know, going to find like some really special pieces and, um, just kind of curating my closet in that, in, in like in stuff that I like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Transitioning into sourcing, which is our next thing we want to talk about. Ooh. Oh, that's so good at that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Good segue. Um, I I feel like I'm in a place with my sourcing where I just want to go one or two times a month. Yeah. Sourcing. Yeah. I agree. Go to places that I know are going to be mm-hmm. really great. So that means traveling, right? Mm-hmm. Spending all day and getting mm-hmm. enough stuff to last me almost the full month so that I, I don't like that. have to keep going for yeah yeah yeah. right but Mm -hmm. also for my own mental sanity because I don't want to go to the thrift store after work every day I don't want to go like 
every single Saturday to every local spa. And like, I just don't want to do that. I don't want to do that anymore. Oh, I think that, um, you know, I, I know that I'm seeing, um, and I'm not going to mention any names, but I'm seeing there is a little bit of a reseller burnout that's been happening uh, lately. And I think that uh, even sourcing can burn you out too. Oh, yeah. Even though it's like the best part that we all talk about and we all love it and everything else, but, you know, sourcing can be uh, very time consuming. And sometimes we just don't have that time, right? So it's like getting smarter, right? It's about learning how to work like us smarter, not harder, right? Mm -hmm. That whole saying. So I think to me, that makes the most sense. I used to do that all the time when I was really full on in my business. I would literally go once a week and I would source from sun up to sundown and just create a little stockpile for myself for the whole week and then work off of that. And then if I finished my work, then I was like, that was my treat. I was like, okay, well then I'll just go and find a couple more pieces until it's right. the next Tuesday, you know, that comes around or something. Yeah. That's like my ideal situation. Like get enough for two yeah. weeks, then go outsource again, have enough for mm-hmm. two weeks and then maybe do an occasional like Salvation Army trip, like sprinkle it in, maybe one or two. Maybe in the neighborhood. I might want to just stop by, swing by or something like that. Yeah, so. like something that's not stressful. That's kind of like- mm-hmm just kind of go through and see what you find and leave in like a half hour. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think that that is definitely the way that I'm going as well, you know, just kind of strategically sourcing, right. And finding Mm -hmm. those pieces that are worth it in the sourcing trip. So finding those one or, sorry, one or two pieces that are Mm -hmm. going to make you either all your money back in that Mm -hmm. trip by just Mm -hmm. selling that one or two. That one piece. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the goal. I agree. I agree. <laughs> that is always really nice when you can find the one piece that will pay for the entire trip. Yeah. And I feel like with sourcing too, there's this mentality of like, like we were saying, stockpiling. Mm-hmm. I can't get behind that mentality. I'm sorry to everyone who's listening, but I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I physically cannot do it. When I have a stockpile of things, I'm like, this is just sitting here and it's wasting my time. And then when I photograph and list it and it sells right away, I'm like, mm-hmm you were sitting here for two months. You know what I mean? Like I just, I Mm -hmm. think of the profit and loss, like my brain Mm -hmm. goes into the profit Mm -hmm. loss thing. It's like, well, you're a complete loss at this point because you've been sitting for two months. Like I don't think people think of it that way. I don't think that they, I don't think people do. Um, Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that method of stockpiling. No, but at the same time, yeah. But at the same time, it's not for everybody. Right. Because you're right. You're right. You're kind of, I don't know. You guys will learn very quickly that Daniela and I are very anti-death piles. <laughs> yeah. We always have been. Um, I don't like death piles. I don't agree with death piles because it's it's just like, I don't know, when you start getting having more and more money on the floor and you keep going out and you keep going out, it's like you're just getting yourself in a vicious cycle yeah. um, that can really be toxic for your reselling business. So it's it's really, really important that you figure out for yourself, what is that balance, right? For you, does it work for you to stockpile? Great, then stockpile. You should, you know, make sure that you have that extra backup inventory that you want. But if you're a person that you're like, you know what, that doesn't work for me, then it doesn't work for me too. And there's no right or wrong answer for it. The only thing that I can tell you is just that don't get yourself in a bad cycle where you're just constantly shopping and you're constantly sourcing and just leaving piles and piles of money on the floor because that's what you're doing. 
Yeah, I think that stockpiling serves a purpose in certain people's lives. Absolutely. Like the stay-at-home moms, like the moms that are Absolutely. remote learning, like the moms that are full-time mm-hmm. working outside the home. And you have to stockpile. Mm-hmm. I get that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But if you're a full-time reseller, full-time, I use that in quotations, right? Yeah. You're working full-time hours. Why do you have a pile of stuff everywhere? Mm -hmm. You should be listing it all the time. Right. Because honestly, if I was a, if I was someone who relied on reselling income, and this is just me and my personality and who I am, I'd probably (laughs) list like 50 to a hundred things a day if I had to rely Mm -hmm. on that income. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I Mm -hmm. don't have to, this is extra for me. So yes, I use it for things, but it's extra. Mm -hmm. So I try to list five to 10 items every Mm -hmm. single day. And that's enough for me. But if I had to rely on this income, it would be different. It'd be, it would look a lot different for me. I think you'd have to constantly have to have, I know it it totally makes sense what you're saying. I think you constantly have to have a process going, right? Like, uh, I think a great example would be like our friend Denali. Mm -hmm. I mean, she definitely has a stockpile because she needs it. But she has to have it. Because <laughs> she has to have it. She needs it. Exactly. Because she needs it. You know, the way that her business runs, her business, you know, runs off of volume. And what she does is absolutely amazing. And she wouldn't be able to keep up with what she's doing without having that, that stockpile, you know? So right. again, like Daniela says, these are all of our opinions, folks. This is just the things that we have found that works for us. And that this doesn't. is for entertainment purposes entertainment only. Purposes only. <laughs> full disclaimer yes yes but based on what we've seen you know this is what works for us and um what works what I feel that is habits of very highly effective resellers and Mm -hmm. most effective resellers that I know they really do have a system down when it comes to their sourcing and their inventory and almost most of them don't have death files if they do it's a it's a strategic death file if that it's, makes sense it's something that's necessary because they're going through it's a backward listings a week so they right. need to have two or three hundred in the backlog exactly. ready to go for the next week so while they're listing the two to three hundred pieces that week their staff is working on the two or three hundred pieces that they just sourced so right. that they're they can be photographed and ready to go for the following mm-hmm. week like there's a whole process mm-hmm. that go, it's like a whole episode all on its own <laughs> it really is but with that comes yes. sales. And I think yes. it's important to reflect on your sales, right? For mm-hmm. the previous year. And I know your sales look very different last year than oh, previous yes. years, right? Yes, yes, yes. For me, mm-hmm. I had I had great growth. Um, Wonderful. I, you know, I grossed um, 67,000, which is great. That's, that's amazing. I have no problem saying that out loud because that's my gross number, <laughs> you know? <laughs> There's a lot of stuff <laughs> that goes <clears throat> on the back end. But as a part-timer, that's, that's not bad, you know? Not bad at all. And that was just Poshmark. Okay. That Mm -hmm. was just Poshmark. So I'm very proud of myself for that. That's amazing, Danielle. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. That's great. A lot of work, but you have to to put in perspective. I was saving for things for the house. We were buying the house, down payment. Like there were specific numbers that I had to hit 
mm-hmm. to put that money into savings and whatnot. So they were like, mm-hmm. there's a reason why I hit that number and why I worked so hard for that number. Will that number be the same this year? I don't know. I'd like to continue to grow it. Like my goal this year would be then 75,000 gross. Mm-hmm. Like that would be a great number for me to have. It's, you know, about 10,000 more. I think yeah. that's fair. That's a that's a an obtainable goal. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. So that would be great. Um, if it doesn't happen, that's fine too. The way things are going right now, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's hard to say. Like the mm-hmm. second week of January. But things are a little slow right now. But also yeah. there's no stimulus money. People aren't spending like they were. Groceries right. are really expensive. Oh like, my gosh, don't even people talk don't have jobs. Like <laughs> it's crazy gas is really expensive so like i don't think this year's gonna look like last year i really don't mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. there's gonna be a lot of economic stuff that contributes to mm-hmm. the way our sales are gonna look i think that's also you know you're, you're putting in perspective of like looking at what are we sourcing too because if things are going to be um you know kind of staying the same that's where you really need to start looking at what are your categories again, right? Where we started seeing spikes in dresses, we started seeing spikes in dress shoes or whatever, but that might be something where you're like, you know, maybe I need to put more stock into, again, athleisure wear, lounge wear, you know, um, running shoes, slippers, like all those kinds of things, you know, because um, there's still going to be a lot of people that are going to stay home. And yeah, you're going to get the people that are going to travel and everything else, but it's definitely something to to think about you know when yeah I think we saw like you said a spike like Mm -hmm. April May June of like Mm -hmm. dresses and evening wear and like people getting really excited and and preparing and people buying things right before the holiday time too and then it just stopped Mm -hmm. because the world changed in a blink of an eye Right. So, right, right. I think I know. I, I bought a, I had a dress. And yeah, so did I. It. It's sitting in my closet. I guess I'll wear it this year. Like, what am I going to do? Me too. Me too. <laughs> it was a really pretty red velvet dress, but it's just going to sit here until next year. So, I, but that's funny, though. But I think, yes, I think that sales are definitely possible. It's definitely possible for some growth. It's just, again, making those tweaks and those adjustments and those changes, right, that you need to do based off of the current landscape on what's going on. Um, But it's definitely possible to, like, I know that what you're, how you have been trying to focus more on, like, higher quality pieces, Mm -hmm. pieces that are going to bring you in more money, too. So that's another direction that you can go into try to increase your sales. But again, you know, just being smart and figuring out what are those categories that people are going to want to do. Um, I feel like now would be such a good time, too, to be, like, testing out the waters on other categories other than clothing. You know, don't you think? Like, because I, I yeah. just feel like those resellers who, who focus on home goods, electronics, they're just killing it. They're absolutely it's killing crazy. it. It's crazy. Yeah. Or they even, really, like, really sportswear, yeah. golf clubs, like, just those categories that I'm not comfortable with at all, <laughs> but they're yeah. categories that sell. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and, and I, if I may give you guys a recommendation too, if you want to start venturing into something different, let's say men's clothing. I don't know how many of you send, sell men's clothing, but for me, the one category that I would sell in men's was athletic wear. Athletic wear is pretty easy to figure out other than the Nikes and the Under Armors, all that kind of stuff. But like, a lot of the popular brands that we like, they have a male line. 
they have a men's line. So, you know, that's something that you can quickly go and scan through in the athletics section. Um, and I know there's a lot of really great golf brands that are out there. A lot of people are golfing too right now because it is a, a game that you can kind of socially distance, right? And you can be outside. So just some new categories to think about that there might be some potential there. I, um, I love finding men's Lululemon because it sells so fast and it sells for full asking price. Mm -hmm. Guys don't care. They're like, cool. This is less than what I'm going to pay in the store. I'm going to buy it. Mm -hmm. But like, seriously, there's like really high end golf brands that are out there too. Like golf polos, all those kind of things. Like you can make really good money because I think men are getting more and more into the whole like secondhand market game. I want to talk about something. I saw a Yahoo article and it talked about how the resale market is actually declining right now, not because there's a lack of goods, but because there are too many goods out there between the Mm. thrift store, consignment store, and all these platforms that are online. So the online platforms are seeing a decline because TikTok and all these things send people to the thrift store, right? And the Mm -hmm. thrift store has a surplus of inventory that they just can't get rid of because people are just donating so much stuff. Oh, it's crazy. And it's been nonstop since 2020. People mm-hmm. just continuously keep to donating things, right? So it's like this interesting dynamic that's happening. And I don't know if I'm seeing that per se in the platforms. Mm-hmm. Have I noticed a slight slowdown? Yeah, I think in my personal closet, I have noticed a slight slowdown, but it's also the type of inventory that I sell. So... I think that makes sense because my inventory is a higher price point. It it, it can slow things down a little bit. Now you might have a closet where you have things that are between like 15 and $30 and your sales might be great. I think that just shows the climate of everything and keeping that in mind um, when you're creating these goals for yourself, when it comes to reselling, I think, I think that's important. Like just keep an open mind get the whole landscape of what's going on in the world, where you are in your closet, what's accessible to you, how you want your sales to grow. Are you happy with where you are? And you just want to be status quo because that's cool too. If you've reached a point where you can be status quo, kind of similar to what Mogi was saying last week, Mm -hmm. she's happy with where she is. She's going to maintain that right now. Mm -hmm. So I think when it's the beginning of the year and we're reflecting on all these things, like we can ramble on and on about all these different scenarios but you really need to take a look at yourself right. and where your business is at right. and kind of listen to what everyone's saying, but really hone in on what it is that you need to focus on mm-hmm. for you. So the next thing we're going to talk about is platforms and are we yeah. going to stay on all these <clears throat> platforms? Are we going to transition off of platforms? Mm-hmm. Me and for Jen, Poshmark is our number one platform. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I did mention last year that I was going to remove eBay I've decided to keep it for a little bit longer <laughs> because it sucked me back in and it made me the most sales over the last three weeks where Poshmark was dead for me. So oh I made God. more money in eBay in four days than I did in Poshmark in two weeks. Of course you did. Right. That's, that's always the That's how it works. <laughs> so eBay is going to stay for at least another three months and then I'm just going to keep ev- um, evaluating it. I think right. I might downgrade <clears throat> my store and like yeah. work my expenses that way. Maybe decrease the items that I have in there and just have specific items that I know are going to do better on eBay. Like be more targeted in how I'm listing things. 
yeah, so yeah. right right now for the month of January, I'm testing mm-hmm. out Macari. And what I'm doing is I'm just listing shoes and handbags on there, nothing else. And I just okay. want to see how it goes for the month. If it doesn't yeah. go well, I pull it all down. I don't care. Very easy. Yeah. Select all, delete. Doesn't hurt to do that. Um, no. Do I want to add another platform? No, but at the same time, I kind of want to test and see, okay, do certain categories do better in different mm-hmm. places mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than me keeping it all in one specific in place? One I think it's fine to do these tests when you have services like Vendu List Perfectly, whatever it is that you use, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Test it out. But I don't think you have to commit to every single platform. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think you have to. And I think that you can, like you said, you can commit to it for like six months and then give up on it and then go back to it again. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that too. So oh, it's true. like, yeah, so, so no, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that there's a lot of different platforms too that are out there that sound really interesting to me. I don't unfortunately have the time to kind of test them out right now, but like for a while there, I really want to test out Depop and see how that works. I know that there's kids in too. I think it's kids in. Kiddison, it's like yeah. the kids in. Um, I started doing a little bit of that and that was okay. That wasn't too bad, but some other platforms I think that I'm going to try and work on too, is just like, um, just like buy, sell, trade. You know what I mean? Just finding some things, getting some quick cash too. I know a lot of people do really, really well on like, especially people who go to the bins and find things for like a dollar, you know what I mean? Or less, and then go there and flip it and get some money. That's another option too. So it doesn't have to necessarily just be online platforms. You know, there are other things that you can do to get yourself some quick cash, uh, especially since there's so many places that are now open to that secondary market, right? Where was like Madewell taking back like some of their stuff? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But a bunch like, of you places know, are doing that. And a lot they of have like all these doing. partnerships with Red Up and whatnot. So yeah, there's just so many programs. Coach is doing one now where mm-hmm. um, you can give your old coach to them and mm-hmm. they actually have like artists that work on them and create different things with these bags. Like they're still handbags, but they've Very embellished cool. them in some way or they've been cool. painted on them or something. You know, they're yeah. they're getting creative with upcycling. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best, it's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line, it's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI, it's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So I think we're going to see more and more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of ways to do this. Like you don't have to just sell online. No, you don't have to. You, you really don't. There's so many other ways. <laughs> you know what I mean? You could <laughs> sell at a flea market. You could do mm-hmm. Facebook Marketplace porch pickup. You could do Macari's now doing local pickup. That's Yeah, thing. Macari does that too. Yeah, there's a lot of different platforms and a lot of different things. So definitely I want to explore more of the um in person once I'm curious you know so mm-hmm. I'll have to let you kind of know how that goes um but I'll definitely stick to the tried and true right stick to the Poshmarks I never um say I'll leave eBay because I'm like eBay's like that that like it's bay that it's like that <laughs> it's like there's that no best, way around it that like, best friend that like friend of me that you're just like I need to ditch this person out of my life and then they're just like oh no like yeah, like I just paid for a dinner and got you a Louis Vuitton bag, and you're like, okay, I guess I'll <laughs> let's stay. still be friends, okay? 
<laughs> but it's true. I mean, it's such a toxic relationship. <laughs> it is, but there's just so many buyers on there, which is why it's so hard to leave. You have to, I think you you have to keep pushing. You have to keep going. If you want to be an honestly, if you want to level up your business and everything, you really do need to be on eBay. You really do. Because I have heard nothing but great things when it comes to sales. Um, but I know that there's a lot of headache and heartache there. It's a grind, but you know what, what isn't people, Mm -hmm. honestly, you know, like what isn't, so you're always going to have things that are going to be tough. It's, it's a job. It's a hustle. Those words mean something, right. And eBay makes you work for it. So (laughs) absolutely. Absolutely. And I think there's other platforms that we haven't talked about, but like thread up to me, that's not a platform that I use to, to sell, to make money. That's like dumping ground is a dumping ground yeah I agree I I like the idea of a dumping ground I've seen a lot of really creative resellers um taking advantage of the um the partner kits too and you know just getting rid of really old inventory that you're like you know what I just this is not serving me anymore Mm -hmm. um the investment is not there so I need to get rid of this and People are making, I've seen one person make up to a thousand dollars off of partner kits, you know, and getting new fresh inventory from that. So it's just being creative and figuring out ways of how to do that. So, you know, and I know we haven't mentioned like, um, gosh, what's the one that like, I always give up on. I mean, I give up on a lot of things. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember. It's not thread up. It's, God, what is it? Not the real real. We don't give up on the real. No, I don't give up on the real. (laughs) That's the one platform who could never give up on. (laughs) I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll have to, I don't know. I'll I'll figure it out right, right at the end or I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. (laughs) There's, um, there's this app that, um, a member of our Patreon, Crystal always talks about because she sells vintage and it's called Thrilling. Mm -hmm. And it's a really unique platform. I don't know too much about it, but If you sell vintage, look mm-hmm. into it because mm-hmm. it sounds like they do a lot of the legwork for you and there's a big vintage audience that goes yeah. on there. Um were you thinking of the app curtsy? Is that still a thing? No, but I don't know if that's still a thing. I'll have to look into that. No, I wasn't thinking of that one. Think of it. Depop, Facebook Marketplace. No, no. I don't know. That's yeah, all I know. <laughs> We're not thinking clearly, folks. Crazy, crazy. That's the one I gave up on. Ah, that's it. That's the one. Crazy. <laughs> I gave up on that one too. That one was just awful. I, tried I made so a hard sale on there the one. other day and forgot I even had things listed <laughs> until I got the email and I was like, I hope I still have this. Like, I didn't even remember that I had things listed on there. I did still have the item, but I was Thank like, God. I got to delete everything because yeah, you're like, I don't, I don't know what's on here. This is useless to me. That's so funny. Uh, oh, Amazon. Okay. Let's talk about Amazon really quick. Okay. Do you want to venture in Amazon in the future? No, that's a hard no for me, people. I'm not interested at all. I see what people go through. It does not look like fun to me. I'm not interested in that at all. I, sorry, not sorry. (laughs) The money's intriguing, but also the investment is high. So like, it's a totally different method. Your profit margins are smaller. Right. And yes, you can send everything in and they can fulfill it Mm -hmm. all. But I just feel like it's a constant, like, hey, it's 10 o'clock at night and I got to go to Target because I just got a bolo on my phone and I got to go get it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's, I, that's not my life. <laughs> yeah, no. And like, okay, I got to go and find now this like lotion 
or whatever, right? Or whatever yeah. it is. I don't know what yeah. it could be, right? It could be anything, like, whatever you're engaged in, right? Whatever, whatever it is, is you're engaged in and you go, I don't know. I just have a hard time with that. I just don't, I the idea like of going out to the, that mm-hmm. luster of what I like, I like the thrill of the hunt. I like the thrill of the hunt. Yeah. To me, you're giving me the, the treasure map and you're like, go here and get all of it. It's like, I'm just kind of like, plundering and pillaging yeah that's <laughs> what it feels like I'm just not it's not it's not my thing like if it's your thing good for you and if you're and making like a you killing said, on there because you're jealous. making a killing off of it I'm yeah I'm all I'm like more power to you make your money but when I see people making ten thousand dollars a day I'm like what's my mind what it blows my mind but it's what you're willing to do right it's what yeah. you're willing I am to not do willing to do, to do I'm not no it's like said, I'm not I'm intrigued. It is. It's intriguing, but not enough for me to get up at 11 o'clock at night, like I said, to go to Walmart to go find like the one thing that I have a bowl of one. Right. Because someone just posted it in your chat and it's like, you need to go get it right now. I know. Thanks. Thank you. (laughs) Let's talk about YouTube and podcasts because there is growth in everything outside of selling platforms right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then we're going to get into like our personal stuff we save the personal stuff for last yeah. um jen has a youtube channel but <laughs> doesn't do anything with it so no and it sucks because um i feel like i had good momentum going like when i started doing it i was really surprised at how many followers i got really quickly and i was very touched by the support you know that i had but again it's just with my schedule, it's impossible. I just do not have the time at all. Like, I mean, Daniela knows it took us forever to try to like schedule this podcast people. (laughs) This has been like a two week process. Yes, it has been. (laughs) Sometimes life just gets in the way. And I think for me, for YouTube, I've been on like a month hiatus, month and Mm -hmm. and a half, really. Like I had stuff filmed and then I uploaded Mm -hmm. it, but I haven't done anything in like a month and a half um, because I needed a mental break. Uh, yeah. I had things going on in my life yeah. and I didn't want to. I think when it's no longer fun, then, uh, you know, you, you're like, why, why do it? You know? Yeah. And so it's like, there's nothing wrong with taking a break from it. I know that like, I have my channel, I haven't closed it. It's, it's um, eventually I'd love to get back into that, mm-hmm. but it'll take me time because I love talking about this kind of stuff. I love talking about reselling. I love talking about thrifting and the finds and the hunts and people refurbishing rehab, you know, like doing all this stuff with, with product that nobody wanted. Like, I love that so much. Um, but I can't set the time, right. To like film it and do it the way that I want to do it. That's the thing. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same. And I mean, I think I'll go back to at the end of the month. I think I still need like three or four weeks before I can yeah. kind of hop back in, which mm-hmm. I'm okay with. Like for me, YouTube is fun. I get to like interact with people and share things and it's teachable moments and all that kind of stuff. Like it's great. Yeah. It's a different audience in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's different. It's a different platform, mm-hmm. but I just don't have the mental capacity right now to, yeah. to do it. And it's not something that brings me in thousands of dollars. Do you know what I mean? Like, no. It's fun money it's to a, me. It's a, it's a passion project. It's yeah. It's like, do... if I, if I make 50 bucks, cool. Like yeah. it doesn't matter to me. I can make nothing. I don't care. You yeah. know? Yeah. I agree. I agree. I think that it's definitely there in the background. Right. Yeah. And then obviously for the podcast too. Right. We podcast is more of a priority to, I think, we, both yes. of us than Absolutely. YouTube 
will ever be. I think so too. I, I do too, because I think that we, we really love our listeners here, you know, and we want to be here for you guys every single week. You know, Danielle and I work really, really hard. And I know it's only been a short amount of time, but we're working, working behind really the scenes hard. for like two months yeah. now <laughs> to try. Yeah. To get, yeah. you know, good, we want to do good content. We want to try to have different um, topics, different people, different perspectives, all that kind of stuff on here to help you get through your work day, right? When you're, or when you're driving somewhere, you know, just like talking with two cuckoo ladies who love all this kind of stuff. So <laughs> yeah, two people that you somehow enjoy listening to every single week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> But it's true. Like, I think that's the one thing about the podcast is you build a listenership. And I, the same thing happens with YouTube, but it's different because creators upload at all different times on YouTube. And there's always so much being created and uploaded. Right. It's very different than a podcast. Mm-hmm. Where a podcast, you build that audience base based on what it is that you do on a weekly, daily, whatever it is, basis, monthly, whatever it is that you do. For Thrifters Villa, it's always been once a week. And then last year, we introduced the Patreon, which is developed into this wonderful group of individuals that we get to spend time with every month, every day, because we have the Discord. You know, they help each other. We bounce mm-hmm. ideas off of each other. Like, it's just become this network of people, and that continues to grow. And I think that's seeing the growth obviously motivates anyone, no matter what it is. Seeing that right. growth is motivating. The money doesn't matter to either one of us. Like, first of no. all, podcasting does not make you money. <laughs> so just going <laughs> to throw that out there. Uh, if you want to do it, if you want to start a podcast, good on you. It is a lot of work to make money on a podcast. We don't do it for that reason. It, the monetary stuff doesn't matter to us. It's the sharing. It's the creating a community. It's having right. that network of people sharing mm-hmm. other people's journeys <laughs> with everyone else. Like, yeah. That's what this is all about. And that's what motivates Jen and I. I agree. To keep it I agree. Going. I think that that's always been something that you and I have been passionate about. Uh, we've always wanted to just share and learn from others too, because obviously we're we're here to to share our experiences and what we've learned, what works, what hasn't worked for us. But we also want to hear from everybody else. And I love listening to other people's stories and saying, actually, that does work for me. And it's like, tell me, tell me how that works for you. And I want to know what is your process, right? And understanding. Um, different journeys and different perspectives. So it's definitely something I think that you and I connected with early on, that it was just always something that we loved to have a sense of community when it came to reselling. Yeah. And that was the mission from day one with Lori and I, and that's the Mm -hmm. mission today with Jen and I, nothing has changed in between the (laughs) seasons. It is still the same thing. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's great when you can find another host that aligns with you know, the, that perspective and, and what you see the pod, podcast becoming over time and, and all of that. Um, I think this year in particular, uh, you know, Jen and I have done a lot of talking <laughs> behind yes. the scenes yes. and we really want to develop this into a resource mm-hmm. for people. So like, mm-hmm. yes, it's fun. It's conversational. There's still going to be quirky moments and laughs and all of that stuff. But we do want to incorporate, because we listened to your feedback on the survey that we posted, and we really Mm -hmm. took that feedback to heart. And that's kind of what started this process of us thinking of what else can we do? Because people want to hear Mm -hmm. different perspectives. People want more resources. People want to hear specifics on X, Y, and Z. So, you know, that feedback was super helpful for us in 2021 to kind of plan out 
the first six months of 2022. Like that, Absolutely. you guys giving that to us has helped shape what we want season three to be. So Absolutely. thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes. All well, right. Fun with stuff. that. Personal stuff. growth. This is like the boring stuff, right? Well, no, this could be fun. Um, (laughs) Things that we want to tackle this year. I think mental sanity in general. (laughs) Check. 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 Yeah. Finding better ways to deal with work stress, not reseller related work stress. Yeah. You finding ways to incorporate work-life balance because now Mm -hmm. you're a full-time employee Mm -hmm. at a business. Yep. Um, I think in that comes finding the balance of family time mm-hmm. with remote work, right? Because there is a struggle with that. Definitely. Definitely. Because you can't stop working when you're home. No. It's no. impossible. No, it's, and like you said, I think, yeah, things that I want to tackle is just having better, better balance in my life. Uh, I want to try and figure out how to manage my stress a little bit better too. Um, I think this, this year is just um, all these new challenges, you know, uh, it's so funny. Cause like when it comes to my, my new year's resolutions, I always feel like I kind of have the same ones every year, right. Where I was like, okay, this year is the year where I want to, you know, like um, hit certain fitness goals. Right. I want to, I always wanted to go visit somewhere new. That was always uh, one of my resolutions. I'm a huge traveler, right? Another uh, resolution that I always gave to myself was I needed to read at least one book every month. That was always- We're going to do it, Jen. Yeah. We're going to do it. Starting next month. (laughs) Yeah, starting next month. Sorry, people. (laughs) Um, So I would always kind of have the same months, you know, over and over again. Um, Where this year, I feel like my number- thing is just like I just want to get through it <laughs> I just want to survive 2021 yeah 20 I see I was gonna say 2021 because it all blends together from 2019 it just none of it makes any sense anymore right because like when I look at like okay so for myself for example um health and fitness that's definitely something that I want to get back into I um you know after having the baby, I still have a little bit of baby weight left over um, that I have not been able to get rid of. But to be honest, it's so far in the back of my mind, which is very weird to me because I have struggled throughout my entire life, always maintaining this number in my head, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been very, very hard on myself when it comes to my body and always looking a certain way and, you know, that kind of thing. And, and so after having a child, you know, your body changes and it's stuff that you can't, uh, you can't sometimes undo. Right. And it's not that it's anything bad or anything. It's just your body changes. Um, and so it's me being okay with those changes. Um, and I have to always tell myself, like, you know, you're doing fine. You're doing okay. You know, you're healthy. I eat well. And so I think for me, it's more just like, getting back into some more functional exercise, um, suggests, you know, kind of being a little bit more active, going on hikes, going on walks. I used to do that a lot more. Um, and then, um, you know, but also still doing some weight lifting because I love to weight lift. I love doing all that kind of stuff. Um, do I have a specific goal of that? No, I used to always be like, I got to hit a certain time, right? I got to like go a certain amount of time. I'm not, no, I'm not doing that this year for myself. No, I'm just like, get some functional exercise in your life. 
keep eating the way that you're eating. That's the big thing. I, I, I'm very, very health conscious when it comes to my food. So I think that that's what has really helped me a lot, you know, when it comes to my weight. Um, but, you know, we all have our struggles. We all have our eternal things, right, that we go through. And I think as long as I can just get out there, get some fresh air, feel good about what I've done for the week and focus on the day, that's going to be my health and fitness goals, really. Yeah. For me, when it comes to health and fitness, I I have this hard, like, mental block because mm-hmm. I went from being overweight most of my life, right, to mm-hmm. losing a lot of weight, to being competitive in the fitness world, to my dad passing away. Yeah. me having injuries, medical stuff happening. Like it was just like this trajectory of just gaining all this weight back. Right. And not being able to lose the weight because of medical reasons. Right. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Hormonal things. When things are out of your control, it's very correct. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I am always, I'm, last year I decided that I'm going to start following more body positivity type accounts on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds super cliche, but there's some really great body positivity people out there that they're not models or anything like that. They literally just post like, hey, look at this celebrity wearing this. And here I am a size 18, 20, wearing the exact same thing and rocking it mm-hmm. and being comfortable and confident. And it. like, I think surrounding myself with more of that mm-hmm. and being active in terms of going for a walk every day, which I was doing before, mm-hmm. you know, the world came crashing down on me. Um, going for a walk every single day, doing some yoga, just some stretching, maybe like a couple of yeah. times a week, like mm-hmm. just little things like that. Mm-hmm. Do I have weights and everything downstairs? Yes. Do I love them? Yes. Do I think I'm in a place in my life where I should be doing that given the health concerns that I have? No. I, and it's taking me a long time to realize that yes, I enjoy mm-hmm. doing it and I can probably do aspects of it, Yeah. but I don't think I'm anywhere near the point in my life where I can start that back up and be okay. You know, like I just, I get that. I'm I not there. That. And I, I think it's that. okay, but mentally it's taken me a while to get there. It's hard. It's hard. And I, and I totally get that. And I think uh, we could have definitely a, a long, it's be a whole about, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think, you know, um, it's about being kinder to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that, I, you know, I, I want to be kinder to my body. My body has gone through so much Self-care. and is, and, and it's, yeah. And it's done a lot for me and I need to be kinder to it, you know? And so for me, it's like, like I said, every year I always had like this number, magic number that I need to hit or maintain. Right. And this year I'm just not doing that because I look back at photos of myself, you know, like 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And I was like so thin and I was like so in shape. And I remember still not being happy, like Miserable. still thinking, I need more. I need more. I need less or not more. I need less. And so it's like, I need to stop that, that cycle, you know, for myself Mm -hmm. and just be happy with where I am, be happy with what my body has been able to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm very blessed that my body has been healthy. It allowed me to carry my daughter for Mm -hmm. nine months. And it's like, I need to give it a break, (laughs) you know, and and stop being- we don't want to admit it, it, but age plays a part in all of this too. Age definitely we're does not old. Okay. We know we're not old, but mid thirties. No, once you kind of get into your thirties, it does get a little bit harder to, yeah. to lose that weight. So the way that I've been able to maintain it for myself is I focus on the health part yep. and just like really, really trying to eat very healthy. It's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. Yep. I don't believe in diets. They do not work. Um, and it's all about, you know, just like changing the way that you eat from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed. 
So that's my focus is like really health, you know, yeah. and, and, and it really does, like you said, start from physical and mental health. Yeah. So. I think if you're not mentally there yet, you can't physically be there either. No. Like you need to work on what it is that's mm-hmm. bothering you or that's stopping you from yeah. being there. And a lot of that comes with self-care and creating yeah. habits that mm-hmm. you do in a repetition, whatever that may be, maybe it's journaling, you know? So like for me, a habit mm-hmm. that I'd like to do is like Jen said, I want to read a book every month. Um, yeah. I journal, but not to the extent <laughs> that I think other people journal. It's more of like a planner journal kind of thing. where like, okay, I write down the things I want to do and then what I'd mm-hmm. like to achieve. And it's kind of like a mix of everything. I'm like my thoughts or my feelings. And it's like all jumbled up together, but it's like my own mm-hmm. format. And I enjoy doing that. Um, you know, health fitness, obviously, as we just talked about, but right. I think just finding the balance and creating a schedule for myself. So laptop turns on at a certain time, laptop yes. shuts off at a certain time, reselling turns on at a certain time, reselling shuts off at a yeah. certain time yeah, I like that because mm-hmm. it takes over your life. I, I think that that is really great. In that, like habits, you know, when we're talking about habits that we want to form, right. It's just like having that balance saying that this is the time for this, this is the time for that. And sometimes obviously that will always work out. Right? Uh, no, because life up. gets in the way. <laughs> Lights gets in the way, but it's creating healthy habits, right? That's the big thing. It's just creating healthy habits. Yeah. So um, I know one thing that I really wanted to focus on this year was I wanted to focus on the day, right? So daily. Mm. So something that I'm trying to do this year is I'm trying to find like I'm trying to do these small little things every day that I was telling myself one thing that will serve my relationships whether that's my family Mm -hmm. it could be uh, doing something for Ellie doing something for my husband doing something with a friend whether it's just texting a friend and going out for a walk with them Mm -hmm. uh calling somebody making sure they're okay uh maybe getting my husband a coffee like you know what I mean just something like something for like to enhance my relationships I want to do one thing every day that will enhance my lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. And um, that could be like in my home. And literally, you guys, it's small things. I'm like, okay, uh, I'm going I'm to make finally... myself a tea this morning. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm like, I'm finally going to like hang up that picture that's been sitting yeah. there on the floor. Like little things, like stuff that's going to enhance my life. I guess maybe I shouldn't say my life, more like my home because yeah. I'm in a new home and I want my home my house to feel more like a home yeah so doing that and then one thing that will enhance myself something that is good like you said make myself a tea uh give myself a extra long shower you know a, or a bath take a bath walk <laughs> you know that kind of stuff so I've been doing that every day where I'm just like one thing to serve my relationships one thing to serve my home one thing to serve myself that's a great goal. I like that, Jen. Yeah. That's just very, nice. very deep and thoughtful of you. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> I was now that my details are thought out in this process. I was like, I just want to be better and take breaks. That's all. Okay. That's all I want. Okay. That's all I want to do. Well, hopefully this episode was insightful for you guys. Hopefully it resonated with you and you're kind of like, yeah, I agree with what you're saying or, you know, oh, I never thought of it that way because I think that's what this is all about. It's mm we didn't want to get too specific of like numbers and like, it, that's not what this no. is. This no. is more of like just reflecting on everything going on around us in terms of business and life. Absolutely. Life. Absolutely. 
It's so, it's so important. And I'm so glad that, you know, we are able to talk about both because I think it is really important to make sure that we have balance in as many aspects as we can in our lives. Mm-hmm. Right. So definitely, but you know, Hey, if you are a new year, new you, you go for it, you know, do you it do and tell it. us about it, please. Tell us all about it. We want to know, comment in our Instagram post. Let us know what your resolutions are for this year. What the things that you want to work on. Mm-hmm. And we will be back next week, guys with, uh, I don't know, maybe the Patreon episode. Who knows? Maybe It'll be surprised. <laughs> keep it posted because we don't know what's happening tomorrow never mind (laughs) (laughs) all right everyone we'll see you next week bye-bye bye